Welcome to Trinspo. Who are we speaking with today? I'm Samantha. I know Heather from school back in the day when she eventually decided to be my friend. (laughs) Um, We went to ASU together, which was awesome, partially because I got to study abroad three times, which, you know, normal people don't get to do. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was great. But um, And now we both live in Seattle, which is awesome because she's still my friend. Still hangs out sometimes. We still both love traveling, even though neither of us gets the great opportunities of studying abroad. Yeah, which is a real bummer. It would be <laughs> real really <life>. nice <laughs> if like, I could just justify moving to different countries for like three months at a time, but still living in the same place. That'd be great. That would be cool. They need to get on that. Like yeah. As adults, we need to find out. <laughs> ways to study abroad yeah that like don't involve like boring work though so i feel like you could be a consultant or something and then work in a different country for three months and you would just see the inside of the same boring business hotel yeah it is interesting if you truly live somewhere it can be not that amazing if you're not actually getting out and doing stuff so Somehow, it would have to be a cultural experience. (laughs) It'd be like, yeah, every once in a while, there's like the, this island in blankety blank will pay you $100,000 to live there for a year. And I'm like, that doesn't seem real. Too good to be true. I mean, it sounds amazing, but I feel like there's always a catch. (laughs) Yeah. Probably that you have to have like 5 million Instagram followers or whatever. I don't don't have an Instagram. (laughs) I'm not that cool I, I don't know you don't like, have to have an instagram to be cool yeah i like taking photos but not for yeah they don't make it onto the internet very frequently i've realized it gets no. harder yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't upload as many photos yeah i feel like certainly not like there's every once in a while there'll be like two photos that i took on my phone and upload but the whole like uploading albums I don't think has happened like since college I was gonna say I feel like in our college era was the time that we would upload it was like a common thing I would do it I would upload like an album of this is the last three months of me and my friends hanging out <laughs> and that was like what everyone did yeah, now I don't see people do that as much. Yeah. neither do I happens happens a little bit with travel photos I think I I've done it a few times recently, or not like recently, recently, but big, bigger trips. I didn't upload anything like during the trip, but then afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. My trick is I have one travel album on Facebook mm. and then I'll just put, I'll try to put from any big trips, like a couple of pics in that one album. So I don't have to think about like, where was this or how many pics do I want to upload? Maybe I want two pics from <laughs> I'm not gonna make a whole new album. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, definitely. I feel like I need to um, get my my camera, which is like a big honking camera that probably has the same like whatever you measure cameras by, like picture quality wise, as like a phone does now. But I like being able to you know change everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has this like 
has dust on part of its sensor has it over years. Oh. Like every one of my photos, if it's sky, you'll see this little like almost airplane shape. I know how to hide it in a lot of photos, but I can't hide it in everything. Eventually, I'll get that sensor cleaned. But until then, you can see, you know, Abe the airplane. Or it sounds kind of cool. Like, it's a secret hidden airplane in all of your pictures. Secret hidden dust spot, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. So tell us about one of your adventures. Travel. Um, last year. 2017? 2017. Uh, last spring, I had been unemployed for ages um, since, like, graduated in, like, June. I'm in the nonprofit sector and um, had graduated with my master's, but didn't have, like, I had a fair amount of experience, but not a lot of job experiences, but just, like, internship or volunteering or, like, part-time consulting. Sure. experience so had been applying to lots of jobs it's job searching is soul sucking unless you're like a software engineer which you know i can vouch that even as a software <laughs> engineer i think job searching is soul sucking because i think it's so it feels so personal even though it's not like you yeah. know it's not personal but it feels like awkward to talk about or yeah. think about and put yourself out there just being, yeah, you feel like they're judging your worth as a human. and That's not, like, actually what's happening. Yeah. Like, every day you have to remind yourself they're not. They're, like, yeah. It's not my worth tied to <laughs> this thing. It is not my worth of my humanness. <laughs> yeah. So I had been unemployed for a while, and I was doing, like, all this random side hustle stuff. I was babysitting all the time. I So I did, like, a very short-term chocolate business for valentines i i don't remember what all i did i did a bunch of stuff i like house it a couple of times um and my boyfriend and i had been planning this trip we found these really cheap tickets to copenhagen and we booked them through you know some random like webs airfare aggregator place and we got them for like I think it was for a week in some weird time of the year. April? March. March. Um, And we got them round trip for like $450. Really cheap. Nice. Um, So we were there for like a week. And we were going to Copenhagen and to Stockholm. We had all this, you know, lovely times in Copenhagen and Stockholm (laughs) and, you know, all that good stuff. Was it your first time in those places? It was, yeah. I hadn't been to either place. I'd been to Europe before, but obviously Europe is very different depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like Copenhagen on some levels was a lot like Prague in the, there's kind of like like a reserved place and kind of like an interior place like people have their kind of own friend groups i lived in argentina for a couple of months and people are like loud and friendly and you know blaring music onto the street and there's all this graffiti everywhere and whereas when i was um studying abroad in prague like i always felt like the loud one in the room um well, besides my really loud um, study abroad class, like classmates, but who are also from the U.S. Also from the U.S. <laughs> How did and I guess? <laughs> you can tell. 
Although none of us were as loud as the uh, Brits there on stag parties. Holy uh, cow. Um, but, you know, there's this just kind of like, it was a very quiet city. And Copenhagen on some levels was also a very like quiet, you know, like mm-hmm. you felt like people had these home lives and they kind of went out when they went out and there was, it, it wasn't at least that time of the year, it didn't feel like life was lived very much like out on the streets or out places. Yeah. Stockholm, I think it helps that we had better weather in Stockholm and we're just more used to things and we're less jet lagged. Um, Cause we really enjoyed Stockholm. And then when we came back to Copenhagen, we had like another day at the end and we really loved that. So I think it was kind of a combination of all the jet lag and tiredness and it was cold and all that stuff. Getting used to a place too. Yeah. Getting used to a place, getting used to like the being traveling. Um, Mm -hmm. Because there was a lot of things. Also, we had some like bad restaurant choices. So Uh that doesn't help because I love food. Anywhere that I'm, like, giving tours of, I basically make people gain 10 pounds. Um, <laughs> it's a great t- quality. <laughs> yeah, my tours of Seattle are basically, like, we go here and, and eat something, and then we go here, and we eat something, and we go here, and this is really good cider, and, like... There's amazing food here. So. There is really amazing food here. My tour would be like that anywhere, though, so... When I, like, tell people what to do in Alaska, it's basically all food. Not quite, <laughs> but a lot of it. Um, and so, this great trip, it was, like, the first international trip I did with my boyfriend, I think. Oh, that's exciting. I think. We were, like, doing really well together, and last night we were staying on this um, really old... Uh, like sailing vessel that was being rehabbed by this super granola group of like 20 somethings <laughs> that were like rehabbing this like 1920s sailing vessel to transport organic goods via wind power or you know something like wow. awesome but Sounds also amazing. like the most. <laughs> granola thing you could think of. Uh, was this an Airbnb? It was an Airbnb, <laughs> yeah. And so we were staying in this, like, little cabin. Definitely not, like, deluxe accommodations, but uh, my boyfriend and I both love boats, so it's very. it was very fun. It was really interesting to kind of look at this place, and it was really close to the airport. Um, and so our flight leaves the next morning, and it leaves at, like, Six in the morning. Pretty early. Seven, something really early. We're both not good in the morning. Like, not our cup of tea. Especially on vacation. Yeah. 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 And we'd be <laughs> walking, like, ten miles a day. Both of us, our feet are, like, you know, scary. Yeah. And <laughs> I know that. It really like hurt. <laughs> I don't understand why we suddenly walk, like, four times as much as a nor- normal human does in a day when we're on vacation. But whatever. I feel like that's a traveling thing, for <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. getting my traveling in small doses as an adult, I definitely walk so much more on the days that I'm traveling than a normal amount and my body's like what are you doing (laughs) yeah when we're in we went to San Francisco this is a digression but we went to San Francisco and 
think we walked like one of the mile one of the days like twelve miles on like San Francisco hills, you know, like yeah, a lot of hills. Workout. <laughs> My heels were like all torn up, and we were we were a mess. But we did eat ice cream twice that day, so that was good. You the, earned it. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Like, more, you could have earned five ice creams. That sounds like <laughs> it was. It was a lot. It was a lot of walking. <laughs> I think we averaged that entire trip, which was like three or four days, like ten miles a day of walking. So you know, that's amazing. Great. Um. Anyways, back to Copenhagen. So we get there. We get to the airport, which we had walked to, and we're looking for the Air Canada counter. And we're not finding the Air Canada counter. Like, there was no counter. So then we were like, oh, okay, well, we probably just have to check in at one of these kiosks. And we were using our, like, confirmation code or whatever, Mm -hmm. trying to check in. And we kept getting this error message. And then we went to talk to one of the other Star Alliance or whatever Air Canada is also part of Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other counters and be like, you know, we're expecting to take this flight out of blah, blah, blah. And they were just like, I don't think Air Canada has any flights today. And we're like, what? (laughs) And so we look more closely at our, we had gotten an update of a reservation. And it says that our flight leaves from, there had been a change and it left from Frankfurt now. So... (laughs) It also still at seven in the morning. It's still at seven in the morning. <laughs> like it was gotta get over to Japan, you right know. Um, so or I, you know, whatever time it, we had seen the change weeks before and seen like, oh, it only changed by ten minutes. We didn't think to look at the origin city because, like, that's not something that should should change. Yeah, it's changes. crazy they would allow that to happen. <laughs> So what we eventually figured out after talking to the least helpful customer service person ever, like he didn't volunteer any information. James was on the phone and he'd be like, so, uh, you know, I saw that blah, 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 this flight has changed to originate for Frankfurt. And they're like, yep. And they, he would like confirm things, <laughs> but not volunteer any information. So you have to just guess. It's like we were 20 questions. <laughs> Airport style. <laughs> it was it was the worst name of Twenty Caution. Um, what we eventually figured out was that they had rebooked us instead of like Copenhagen to Toronto, Toronto to Seattle. We were now flying Copenhagen to London, London to Vancouver, Vancouver to Seattle. So completely different. Completely different. They had re like I think they had just changed where that flight was just permanently instead of leaving from Copenhagen, that flight number now left from Frankfurt and they had rebooked us. But because we were on, we had booked through this like flight aggregator, we got their system, like only told us that that flight had changed. That didn't tell us that we had been totally rebooked. Oh, so (laughs) thanks flight aggregator. Yeah, It was great. Um, so now it would have been nice, you know, to have realized that the, like, month and a half earlier, because we would have chosen seats. But instead, we were on different seats, you know, like, oh. didn't have assigned seats at all. So we, did it go out of that airport? It still left out of Copenhagen. Okay. So our our thing still left out of <laughs> Copenhagen, but we didn't have any assigned seats. So on the 
flight from Heathrow to Vancouver, we were like, originally, like, the seats it just put us in, because mm-hmm. we hadn't chosen seats at any point, were like 30 rows apart. Wow. That's yeah. a long flight. Yeah. And it was like a super, it was a long flight. It was a super full flight. Eventually, the, like, the gate agent figured out how to put us, you know, in the big planes with, like, three, five, three, or whatever. I think we were both in, like, the very middle seat, but we were at least, behind, like, one of, I was behind okay. him. So we were at least, like, close to each other, because we had, like, packed snacks that we wanted yeah. to get like, handbag. Yeah, to share board. some stuff, maybe watch a movie together. You can't do that anymore, but... Yeah, there was a lot of things we couldn't do anymore, including, you know, like, have any personal space. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah, now that you're in the middle of <laughs> now this huge point. In the middle literally. of the middle of the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, whatever. It's a really short layover in Heathrow, too. I think we had, like, a... I don't know, like, a... 40-minute layover, maybe an hour. Wow. Which, like, getting through Heathrow, and we had to go through some variety of customs, too, was, Mm -hmm. like, we came, like, relatively close to missing that plane. That's Uh, an incredibly short amount of time at Heathrow. Yeah. Did they let you, like, go through the express lane? I don't think so. It was a pain. It was not good. So if you ever have that again, side note, um, I've had that before, and if you have a, f- if you arrive in Heathrow, because they always make you go through, like, the extra customs, yeah. it's like the TSA again, um, if you have a flight in less than an hour, you can go up to, like, one of the purple people, or, you know, <laughs> the purple people <laughs> the in Heathrow, I think they all wear purple, and, um, you can just tell them, hey, my flight's at this time, or, like, show them your boarding pass, and they'll take you in a, like, a secret line that actually, you don't have to go through when they check your id or whatever you just go straight to the actual baggage check where they scan all of your um carry-on stuff but i've definitely done that before where i didn't know that and then i waited in the really long line because that line can be like two hours long just for like the in in between flights check and um barely made a flight and then the second time um i had known that was a thing so i just skipped the line and it was like hallelujah that's nice so, so we eventually get on this Heathrow. It's like the worst flight ever. It's crowded. Like, I think there was like three seats empty on the entire giant plane. I'm eating like jerky. So, you know, my, I don't feel good because there's all the salt. <laughs> and like, <laughs> but it still tastes good. It still tastes delicious. <laughs> but I like, you know, don't want to, like, bring it into the U.S. because it's not allowed in the U.S., blah, 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 even though I think I bought it in the U.S. originally. Uh, apparently, you know, meat loses its nationality as soon as it crosses through customs. Um, and we get to Vancouver. But to add on top of this, on the night before, I had gotten, I had been job searching this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And... The night before we were leaving on the plane, I checked my email, and the first email I read was saying that I didn't get a job, that I had gotten relative, you know, I had an interview, and this interview that was, like, an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes long, like, none of which was me asking questions or them telling me about the work. It was, like, all them asking me questions. It was so exhausting. Anyways, hearing I didn't get this job. You know, fine, whatever, put that on. 
And then I read an email offering me the job I have now. And so that's obviously really exciting because I've been job searching for like nine months. And so I'm talking to my now boss while it's noon her time, like 9.30 at night my time, while my boyfriend is going and like running to the only nearby restaurant um, to get takeaway beer, which is a thing in Copenhagen. Pretty great. <laughs> um, so he's going to take it on the flight? No, he was taking it onto the boat because I was like discussing this job opportunity. It was like 9.30 at night. We knew the one restaurant was closing at like 10. And so he was going to get beer and bring it back. Because this the was the night before. This was the night gotcha. before. And so we wanted to celebrate, but it's like this marina kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's not like a lot of nightlife nearby. Um, and so I talked to her and I, you know, sent an email with a, like a salary negotiation. And then all this stuff in the Copenhagen airport happens. And then Heathrow. And then I'm on the plane for like eight hours or whatever. And then I get to Vancouver totally exhausted with and then I check my email again because I'm like mid-salary negotiation while on international flights Mm -hmm. with an acceptance of the salary negotiation and also an email from the job that had just said they weren't giving it to me saying they had had a change of heart and they wanted to (laughs) offer me the job even though they just offered it to someone else (laughs) That's so awkward of them. (laughs) So awkward. And so I'm like, you know, asking for more details because I want to know like what the salaries are and yeah, what you can use them to leverage each other now. What the details of the position would be. And I was like pretty sure I wanted to take the position where I now work, but I thought, you know, that I would do my due diligence and all that. And so I get the details and it was below enough that I was just like, no, that's, you know, thanks for the offer. Also, that's really weird behavior. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, not sure I would want to work for you anyways. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there's probably another person that also got (laughs) a rejection email. And then after you said no to them, (laughs) is getting another like, oh, I'm sorry. We actually are offering you the job. it It was strange. So... I get back to Seattle and I have had like, I went nine months without a job offer. And then in 24 hours, the span of 24 hours, I had two. And it was, I feel like it's a really good encapsulation of like travel as a distillation of what it's like to be a human. Cause there's like, joy there was triumph there was sheer terror like my stomach was so upset when I realized I was like oh shit like the flight is leaving from Frankfurt are we gonna have to like buy I don't have the money to buy a new ticket blah 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 and you yeah. know, like how are you even gonna get there how time? am I gonna get yeah. to Frankfurt how am I like how much would a ticket be to buy it from Copenhagen which it all worked out fine and like you know, sheer boredom on this, like, 12-hour flight and gassiness, you know, all all the stuff that's being a human, um, kind of all rolled into one, which was, it was weird to come back from a trip and have, like, the biggest news not be the trip. It was like, I finally 
finally have a job. You guys can all stop feeling sorry for me now. It was amazing and I like needed, I didn't so much need a vacation from my vacation. Although I did walk a lot. So the vacation (laughs) for my feet was a good idea. Definitely needed to decompress after that much emotion packed into like 24 weird jet lagged hours. Definitely. A lot of emotion. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It sounds like the moral of the story <laughs> is if you are trying to job search, go on a trip. <laughs> go on a trip that makes it really inconvenient for you to do anything salary negotiation-wise. Yeah, it's. I think I kind of made the comparison that it's like when you're at a restaurant and you go to the bathroom so your food comes. That's it a really, good comparison. It really felt like that because yeah. it's like, I leave the country, I get a job. Yeah, Great. you come back, everything's in order, it's ready for you to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it, it's kind of looking back a sort of surreal experience because there was just so much. I feel like, um, life is all these, like, really slow patches and, like, it feels really fast and mm-hmm. where, like, you pack so much in and then there's, times where it's like just kind of normal yeah and that's one of the times where I'm like really that all happened in like 24 hours yeah that is wild and it's I think that's true that life is kind of years will go by and nothing super crazy will happen but then all of a sudden in a span of two months a bunch of life changes will happen and my dad always called it hurry up and wait so yeah. all that compact into like a hurry up phase of like you're doing all these things, your life is changing, and then you'll wait or just live for many months or years and yeah. everything will be pretty stable and steady. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So moral of the story, Copenhagen's good for job searches. <laughs> Stockholm has really good cardamom rolls. Ooh. Um and my boyfriend doesn't like cardamom, so, you know, I got more cardamom wrong. But you're still fine. together. We're still together. Still together. That's good. Good stuff. Survived with cardamom rolls. Yeah. Debate the debacle. Of 2017. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was funny because um, I, I mean, I like cinnamon fine, obviously, like American taste buds. You grow up with cinnamon and everything, but I really love cardamom. And I think he was kind of taken aback by how in... Scandinavia, there's, or at least in Stockholm, and I think in Copenhagen too, there's a lot of baked goods with, we with American taste buds would expect there to be cinnamon in them, Mm. and there was instead cardamom, (laughs) and that was not his favorite. Um, There's a a lot of things here. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the promise of marshmallows, and you actually get cotton balls or something. feel like we did pretty good at um, balancing out the walking with a lot of food and beer. Tried a lot to do that. Yeah. Like, probably not enough wine. You know. There's never enough wine <laughs> in life. <laughs> we went to this really good um, cocktail bar that I am totally spacing on the name of, but it was kind of like a living room and there was we sat in these like wing chairs very Mm. fancy like library it was copenhagen so of course the cocktails were like twenty dollars or something but it was expensive (laughs) yeah it sounds like a great setting yeah it was 
It was nice. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Happy to share one of one, one of, of many, many stories I like to tell to people. So I have one last question. Yes. What's your favorite thing about traveling? Favorite thing about traveling? I think it's kind of just, I mean, I love food. So I love trying all the different food. That's kind of an easy answer. For a less easy answer, I think the hearing the city and like kind of feeling the rhythms of different cities and different places I really like a lot. Um, Because places just feel very different from one another a lot of the time and sound very different from one another. Like Prague sounds like cobblestones and it sounds like this like cling that the streetcars do and my terrible check and like kind of this hush it almost it doesn't I mean it didn't really snow there but it kind of sounds to me like a normal city on a snow day where like everything Mm. is just a little bit quieter whereas like Argentina was Michael Jackson thriller and (laughs) the um, sidewalks in front of every building getting washed off from the dog poop that People just leave on the sidewalks and the like sound of your footfalls changing every 20 feet because the sidewalks are different in front of every building. Like they're responsible for maintaining their own sidewalks. So it'd go from cobblestones to brick to tile to pavement to whatever and tango music. So I think that was kind of, I think that's kind of my favorite thing. I love that answer. I read an article once about this woman who is, She's trying to preserve smells of, a, of cities, and she tries to recreate what she thinks uh, many cities around the world smell like and put them kind of like in a smell catalog that she's creating, mm. which is really fascinating. And I imagine you making a sound catalog of what each city sounds like yeah. and somehow putting that in a catalog. It's, it's an interesting thing because I don't think people... I think a lot of the time, especially nowadays, at least in the U.S., people kind of go around with their headphones in all the time and they Mm -hmm. choose their own soundtrack. And I think there's a certain power to that, a certain like control Mm -hmm. over your day and kind of cultivating what you want to experience. But then I see all those people with their headphones in and they're not hearing like the wind in the trees. They're not hearing the annoying car honking their horn, all that stuff. That I think kind of people kind of go around in their own little media castles slash prisons where they like hear what they have determined they, you know, like what their music or podcast selection or whatever is. And they read what comes up on their Facebook feed or their RSS feeds or whatever and kind of isolates you sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to think too that my maybe when you're in the city and you're listening to your earbuds you are maybe tuning out what's around you you're not hearing that but by doing that you also are potentially not contributing what you would normally if you have a mass amount of people doing that and they're not talking or maybe not making the noise that would usually contribute to a city how that changes the sound of a city over time as technology evolves yeah don't get me wrong headphones are powerful i was just on a flight where two different people were watching movies without headphones that 
that's Which annoying. Yeah. Me, <laughs> that's a time when you appreciate headphones. What? To flick them in the head with my finger. <laughs> it's not acceptable. Or maybe people. with a sledgehammer. <laughs> not okay. I really appreciate headphones when I want to use them, but I legitimately get sad if I have to use them because someone else is creating a yeah. noise that I can't focus with. Or in this case, you would almost have to put headphones on. So that's my least favorite part about traveling is when people are not very nice on planes, which I'm thinking. <laughs> also has to do with sounds. But also has to do with sounds. Way. I've discovered, I think I'm one of the most like auditory, like influenced people I know. Well, awesome. Okay. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Happy to blab. I used to have a blog with a mutual friend of ours for like, I don't know, probably 20 blog posts. Um, About which, food. About food, about food mostly. I don't know. I was actually guessing. It was, it was called Don't Cut the Apples because our freshman year, that whole fall, we were always like cutting apples and doing something else, right? You can do a lot of apples. A lot of apple crisp or whatever. We screwed up multiple things because like one of the directions givers or whatever, we were like focused on cutting apples and not focused on (laughs) making the caramel or like making the white sauce or whatever. So we messed up a number of things in the kitchen just because of that. So we called it don't cut the apples. And now there's, I think there's like 20 posts on that blog total. Some of it was travel too. It can be revived. It could be revived. (laughs) Or just maybe a revival in an audience. Yeah, it was... um, The thing that was really nice that I, like, still use it for is I will look it up to look up the apple crisp recipe that we figured (laughs) out. Like, things past me. Yeah, so there's, like, a couple of recipes that, like, we documented on there that I, like, use that as my documentation of what the recipe is. For any listeners who want amazing recipes or potentially we're not sure some travel blog posts, I'll link to Samantha's blog in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of Trinsbo, the travel inspiration podcast. You can visit us at trinsbo.com where you can subscribe to episodes using the podcast provider of your choice. You can peruse show notes and even view a map of our adventures as we take verbal journeys each week. If you have a question or a great travel story, you can email us at trinspocast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter where our handle is at trinspocast or on facebook.com slash trinspo. Thanks for coming along for the journey.